Hello, my name's David, and this is the Hypothetic RL, a podcast about the what ifs of rugby league history. It's been a month of solo David episodes for November, and this is another one of those episodes, which I hope you enjoy. It feels like the ones at the start of, well, in October and the start of November, are all gearing towards this episode, which is I've dubbed Crazy Final Systems. Um, they're not all crazy. There's quite a few of them that are, you know, have been used before, or um, you know, some of them are just from different people's ideas. The, these are a collection of ideas of some of mine, um, some of different competitions that have run similar systems in the past, uh, and some just wacky ones that I found people suggesting at times. Uh, I've got six. Sorry, I've got nine of them. Uh, the final systems we're going to go through one by one. Just have a look, have a talk about what they are, and we're going to use a. We're going to use a season from the NRL. Uh, you know, right from 2000, I think it is, is the first season possible. Um, to like 2020, I don't think I put 2021 in there, but um, basically what we're going to do is we're going to hit a button. It's it's very nicely put in Microsoft Excel with a nut with a, a little label called um, Year Randomizer. So sorry, I just fumbled over my words, but it's it says Year Randomizer. So I click a button, and magically what it does, I've input every single year the finishing positions of all the teams, and what it will do is it will populate these tables. Uh, every one of these final systems get a different year. And that way we can use the example, we can look at it and go, all right, if this final system existed in that year, this is what would happen. Not we're saying that all these final systems, the NRL will change its final system nine times. Um, I mean, it's not the English Super League, so it's not going to do that. Uh, but it's just to give you an appreciation of what might have, like, what's sort of going to happen in the final systems and, you know, how they kind of work. Uh, the first system which is the Argus system we've already done an episode on. Uh, I actually wrote this spreadsheet and did all this work before I decided to do its own personal episode on Argus system. Uh, to just let you know what Argus is, it is a system that was used, was originally used by the code, the aerial ping pong, as, you, as we would call it in New South Wales, uh, where team number one, two, three, and four would play each other. It was one versus three, two versus four, straight elimination, and um, and then, you know, the winner of that plays. But in the Argus system, I think it's Argus type two or something. I, lo I love these finals things. When you put them up, it's like, you know, it's the something, something type, type A, type two system. Anyway, um, when these final systems, uh, when this Argus system gets to the end, Basically, what happens is if you were the minor premiers you and you got eliminated or you lost any game any way through, basically, if you didn't win the title, you get a right of reply. The right of reply was called the right of reply originally, and then eventually it was called the grand final because the final was the game that was, you know, after the first round, you'd have semifinals and then the final. Um, and realistically, that's where we get the term grand final from. So it's always good to know the past and where things come from and you know nowadays obviously a grand final you don't have to have the minor premier in it they don't it's just automatically it's the last game of the season but you know like it wasn't at the time uh so the first one like i said is argus but we we're going to run we're running a top eight argus system so not just top four 
and I have pushed the button. So I won't tell you what all the other ones are, but for 2006, we're going to run an Argus system. Uh, if you remember, 2006 is the season that the Broncos defeated the Storm in the in the grand final. Uh, the Broncos had finished in third position. Storm had finished in minor premiers. So we'll see if that makes any difference and if we end up with a different result. So I'm not going to run through everyone's position. I'm just going to run through the games. The... Um, Actually, before I do that, I've just got one other thing I need to I need to sort of tell you guys about. So I've got a um, I've got a very uh, interesting way of determining who would win if I if the game hasn't happened before. Um, up till previously, what I had done is I'd actually worked out uh, the previous results and just tried to use those as a guide as to who would win. But and I'm I'm still sort of doing that in a way, but I have a brand new spreadsheet um, it's it's a score predictor and what it does is it does the same thing it it, it, um, it works out how many tries were scored and how many tries were scored against them in the previous meetings of the teams for that year and when the game was played so a game played much more recently carries more weight than a game played say round one or round two and what it does is it uses some random numbers to predict how many tries each team will score and what their success rate and goals will be to give us a final score. And then if the final score ends up as equal, then it uses another random predictor to try and work out who may kick a field goal to win. So um, basically, it's still using the same idea, but it's not in that same system as, you know, sometimes we'll have a, a finals game. Like we get to a grand final and it'll be two teams playing and the only other time they played that year was in round one. Um, or they played in round one and then they played in round 20 or something. And, you know, like the round one result, one team absolutely smashed the other one. And in the round 20 result, you know, it was a tight game. And, you know, by that sort of logic, we're giving it to the team that wins in round one. And, you know, I mean, not always, but we're kind of saying that. So what this is trying to do is say, look, even if you only play once, you're not... Like it, there is a there is a randomization, so it's not that you can't win; it's that you're less likely to win. So it's you know we don't get up with the results because you know a few times we've had that happen, and you know the team the team who's won who's beaten them one time ends up winning a grand final. But when you look at it in reality, they wouldn't have won. Um, this isn't going to fix that every time, but it's at least going to make it a little bit better. Okay, so with that explanation, I'll, we'll keep going. So, the Argus system, like I said, um, we didn't, we can't have one v three. We've ended up doing an Argus system where we go one v eight, two v, um, no, it's not two v seven. Yeah, sorry, two v seven, three v six, um, and then it's then we kind of go to the winner of each of those games. The you know number one against the winner of three v six. So we do one three and like we did. In the in the original Argus, uh, we just play that first round of one v eight to to work out who's going to win. Uh, so the four games for the first round in in the top eight for two thousand and six would be Storm versus Eels, uh, Broncos versus Dragons, Bulldogs versus Raiders, and Knights versus Seagulls, which is the same games that we had. So we're going to get the same results. So the Storm, the Dragons, the Bulldogs, and the Raiders will win. Which is interesting because now the Broncos, who did lose in round one, uh, or first week of the finals, uh, came back and won the whole thing. 
so you don't get any redemption if you're not team number one which means the broncos are completely out straight away um the next is the next uh week which would be the semi-finals it's the storm versus the dragons and the bulldogs versus the knights uh, we're going to say the storm too good for the dragons and the bulldogs will beat the knights so we end up with team number one playing team number two uh storm, storm versus bulldogs and even though the storm had lost the grand final we think that the bulldogs probably don't have the same firepower that the broncos did so the storm will defeat the broncos um so just as a little after we do each each one i might just have a little bit of a discussion about you know about the the pros and cons of this system so ma one massive con is well especially for brisbane fans is you don't get a second chance unless you're team number one so at the moment in our system you're getting second chances you know four teams get a second chance in the first round um and then that's the only second chances you get, I suppose. But, you know, if you finish in the top four, you get a second chance. It's not it's not as heavily weighted to team number one. Obviously, team number one gets a home game. But if they lose in the first round, they're in the same position as, as if team four lost in the first round. So it's not, it's not a huge advantage for them. But this system is all about team number one. So, if it, I mean, in this system, if any, at any time the Storm had lost, they would have got to come back and play a grand final. Um, in this case, they didn't lose because, you know, they didn't come up against the right opposition. They beat the Eels in the first round 2006. The Storm against the Dragons um, 2006 was the prelim. So, you know, that was... We already knew the result of that. And then it went straight to the, the final, which was, you know, against the Bulldogs. And, you know, we judged that they would have won that. But even if they had lost in the first game against the Bulldogs, they would have got another game. So... Yeah, this season shows that a dominant team gets a second chance. If, if by some amazing, you know, thing had happened, if if say the Broncos had beaten the Dragons, um, unfortunately, what happens to the Broncos is they end up on the same side of the draw as the Storm as well. So, the other thing is you can't the, the amount of combinations you can get is a lot lower. Uh, but for for like a grand final, you you pretty much, you know, you're pretty much stuffed. Um, getting Brisbane against the Storm because you know unless unless the minor premier loses a game you can't get them playing someone twice. Um, so look, you'd have to to get the grand final. We would have to have had uh, the Broncos would have to beat the Dragons, which they didn't do in reality, but you know just so they did, and then they would come up against the Storm. They would have to beat them, and then. You know, we put then obviously they'd play the Bulldogs or whoever. I'm assuming everyone else still wins the same way they won before. Uh, and then what you'd end up is you'd end up with the Broncos having to beat the Bulldogs, which they do, and then Broncos uh, playing again against the Storm and beating them again at the same grand final that way. But you'd have to they have to play them and beat them. So you know, like pretty much it's it's really really tough to get. I mean, you really you can't get certain combinations. Basically, you, if you're team number one, you get every combination because you just have to lose, and that team has to get through all the way to the end. But you know, for example, you can't you can't have a you know two versus three um, in a grand final because one number one has to finish in, in the grand final as well. Um, so you can't you know what I mean? Like, there's certain combinations that you can't get. 2006 is, I mean, this thing is all random, so I don't know how good these are going to turn out to be, but probably not the best example to show Argus system, but 
you know, for its faults because you end up with a minor premier winning. But, you know, in some systems and sometimes, you know, it's going to be not the best to have to have Argus. I mean, we did run it with it for a long, quite a long time, New South Wales Rugby League, and, you know, other sports have run with it as well. But it's just the... It's just the win sport... I mean, I suppose we could just have normal elimination and that would be fine, but you kind of need to give, with a sport like, like rugby league, you need to give a second chance because you can have an off day as a, as a good team and you get the ultimate punishment. And I mean, I know you can say, oh, look, you know, team finishing fifth can have a bad day in the first round. This, you know, in this system we have it currently and they're out straight away, but they haven't finished, you know, second or third I mean, finishing first, yes, you should get a second chance, but, you know, like, realistically, team number two and the Bulldogs, if they had lost to the Raiders in this in this game, and Brisbane, you know, basically they'd be out. But they don't lose. They go through and they win their other two games. Like, they win the other game. They get to the final, but they lose that. Um, it's just... The, f- the main thing with final system is how fair it can be. And some of these are going to be much more fair than the others. Alright, so that's Argus, and we've talked about, we've had a whole episode on Argus, so if you want to go back and listen to that, um, I think it's called, I try to make these sort of puns and they're not very good, so I, I hope everyone appreciates the pun, by the way. Um, I think it's Argus, Argus, we're going to talk about finals, or something like that's called. Anyway, it's about three or four episodes before this one. So we'll move on to the next one. So the next one is the one that everyone loves, basically, if you talk to anyone in rugby league anyone who's sort of my age or of similar age or older they're like why can't we go back to the new south wales top five new south wales rfl top five um i called it rfl didn't i it's new south wales rl by the time it changed anyway so the top five system so with 16 teams in a competition and having a top five means you're getting the cream of the crop so that's the first thing you're not getting any teams that are, you know, like a, a team finishing 6th, 7th or 8th. Now, in saying that, we have had a team finish below 5th and win the Premiership. So we are automatically excluding those teams. If we stayed with a system like that, those teams would never have won a grand final. So you can you can say that's positive or negative, depending on if you're a fan of that team or not. Um the other thing too is, you know, a lot of teams from below that have made a final. So, you know, a major grand final. So you've got, you know, 2009 Parramatta from, from eighth. I mean, you're going right back to, you know, I think the Dragons in, I think it might have been 99 or maybe maybe one, maybe 96, but they, they came from seventh position and, and made a grand final. Fair enough, they didn't win it. But, you know, it gives a bit more variety of, of opponents as well. Um the main positive you got for the top five is that if you're team number one, you get the most advantage. If you're teams two and three, you get more advantage than teams four and five. So as we all know, we'll, we'll run through the system really quickly. Basically, team number one has the first has the week off. Then it's teams two, two play three and four play five. So the year that we've, the year that the, what we've chosen, the year that yet, the year randomizer has chosen for this is 2014. So in 2014, if it was a top five, the Roosters have the week off, the Seagulls play the Rabbitohs, and the Panthers play the Cowboys. So in that way, we're going to have top teams. You know, like we're talking about 
Um, you know, Roosters are minor premiers. Seagulls and Rabbitohs were really great in that season. Obviously, Rabbitohs were premiers. Panthers and Cowboys were, were also really good. The Cowboys go on and win the grand final the next year. You know, the Panthers were right up there in this, this time. You know, they're all quality teams. And, you know, the the three teams that didn't don't make this are the Storm, Bulldogs and Broncos. So if you can exclude Storm, Bulldogs and Broncos from 2014, I mean, the Bulldogs are eventual grand finalists in this. That's that's my point again. You know, like the Bulldogs run that gets them to the grand final doesn't exist because they don't make it, they don't make the finals. So there, there's a disadvantage for the underdog, but you are going to get more quality teams. So if we run through this system, based on some results, based on who played who, and and obviously based on my randomizer, not my randomizer, my score predictor, um, the first week we've got the Rabbitohs defeating the Seagulls. So team number three goes through. Uh, the Seagulls will then have to play the winner of Panthers-Cowboys, and we've determined that the Cowboys were going to win that. Um, based on results and our score predictor. So in the second week, it's the Rabbitohs against the Roosters. So we're going to say the Rabbitohs beat the Roosters and the Cowboys will beat the Seagulls. So that's once again based on some results and also based on this uh, score randomizer. And then the Roosters play the Cowboys in the prelim. And we're going to say the Cowboys defeat the Roosters. And then for the grand final, it's the Rabbitohs against the Cowboys. And surprisingly, when I run it through the, the score predictor, it gives a narrow victory to the Cowboys. So um, it's it's a run from fifth for the Cowboys to win 2014 based on a top five system. Now, like I said, just an example. I mean, the Rabbitohs could have won that game and it would still be Rabbitohs-Cowboys grand final, Rabbitohs win it, and we'd have the same premier. Uh, basically don't have the same grand finals or runner-up. But just to show that system, it, it's a really great system. And obviously, I, I really like it. But with 16 teams, the main disadvantage is, you know, the team running sixth is usually quite a good team. And they're not getting the chance to, to even compete in the finals. I mean, a lot of people say, well, you know, you've got to get in the top five. Just got to be one of the fifth be five best teams and you make those finals. But it really doesn't give much hope. And what it also does, at the moment, there is... The teams down the bottom that are terrible, usually teams maybe 13 or 14 to 16 are, are not great. And, you know, we know their season's over fairly, I mean, not always, but we know their season's over with a few rounds to go. Um, and then we we always have, well, don't always, but quite a lot of time we have a battle. So you'll have teams from about, say, 6 down to 11 or 12 who are maybe in a battle, right? In some seasons, there's a team that sits in like 12th, 13th, 14th who can't really come last, have had a pretty bad season, um, but there's no chance they're making finals. They're, they're, they're kind of in a limbo and none of their games matter. And if you change this to a top five, the main thing that will happen is that your top five, like you might have teams six, seven, maybe even eight kind of in contention, but most of the time, teams from about nine to 13 are really playing for nothing. I mean, I know Team 16 is playing for nothing too, but there's pride. They're trying not to finish last. So there's, I mean, Wooden Spoon is, as we know, not a real thing. No one actually gets a Wooden Spoon, in, I mean, apart from if you're a dickhead fan that throws Wooden Spoons at people. Um, but no one gets a Wooden Spoon and gets it presented to them and puts it in their trophy cabinet. It's not a, and, you know, there's, there's really nothing. If you finish 15th, it's almost as bad as 16th. Like... There's been teams that have finished 15th that have had just as poor of a season as the team finishing last. It doesn't really matter. 
but there is a pride thing to that. Now, if you finish 14th or 13th, no one really cares. It doesn't matter. There's no difference between that. If you finish 11th or 12th or 13th, they're pretty much the same thing. There's a little bit of pride of finishing above someone else, but realistically, there's nearly enough, nothing to that. Now, if you make it so that teams 6 all the way down to 16 don't make it, there's a much bigger area of teams that don't have any kind of thing to play for for the last few rounds. Because re realistically, if you're sitting in ninth and two losses makes you drop to 12th and two wins makes you 8th, does it really matter if you win two games at the end of the season? I mean, it matters for going into the next season and getting confidence, maybe. But for the actual final finishing of the table, does it really, really matter if you finish any position in there? And if that's the case, you're going to have a whole lot of games that the team where a team doesn't care. A team just doesn't care if they win or lose. I mean, they when I say they don't care, all right, I'm going to put it back this way. Teams always care if they win or lose. Like, players want to win. But... There's not as big of a thing if, if a team loses. Like, it's like, okay, we've had a bad season. Yeah, that's another loss. That means that those teams are not going to have the same intensity, which means that teams playing in the top five, playing against these teams, are going to get a different result than if they're playing them earlier in the season. And so you get this weird unbalanced draw that happens as well. Because if you're lucky enough to be, say, team number three or four, and your last three games are against teams coming in you know, 11th, 12th, and 13th. You know, you can, I'm not going to bank them directly, but you can almost bank those wins because those teams aren't going to really perform to what they to where they should. But if you play them in, say, rounds, you know, two, three, and four or something, those teams are still, you know, there's different things, basically. It's going to make it a lot harder um, to determine what that would happen, what happened, but. Yeah, just just my little rant about that because a top five I love, but if you don't have enough, like there's no jeopardy at the bottom of the table, so there's no real reason to worry about anything, and there's nothing happening in the middle. If the NRL decide to put a draft in place, and you had a top five, teams would tank because it means nothing. So, could you imagine if that had happened? If that happens, we go back to top five and this ridiculous idea of a bloody NRL draft, which. I, I want to rant about it more, but this is not the forum for it. Uh, you know, you, teams would just be tanking ridiculously. Like, it's just stupid. All right, let's move on, because I'm, I'm sure you're sick of me ranting about what I'm, you know, about my top five and the teams in the middle not meaning much. There's another system. Uh, it's going to reward the team coming first, almost the most ultimate way you can reward them. But it also gives everyone a chance. So I actually talked with, with Michael Adams from RLD about this one. Uh, he was going to probably come on and chat to me about these systems, but obviously he's too busy making a, a very quality podcast so and doing research for it, whereas you know you can't, you can't really um, make time for I'm sorry, I should say Michael, I know that you I know that you actually um, would make time if you can, but I would much rather you spend your time, creating the RLD um, Super League War podcast uh, and doing the research for that. So I just mentioned it because we did have a talk about this and this was one that he thought was, he kind of suggested to me. Um, it is what I've dubbed 15 v 16. Um, obviously that's not going to be the grand final, but basically what happens is you run your season and then the very first game of your finals, 
team number 15, please team number 16. Then the winner, please team number 14. Then the winner, please team number 13. And so on, all the way to the end. So team number one sits there and watches, was that 15 games? Or 14 games? I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to count it, but you know what I mean. It's whatever, how many games it is. Um, watches a bunch of games. Everyone beat each other up, you know, game after game. I don't know how you'd do this finals-wise, whether you would end up with... I don't know. Maybe you're going to end up with a 16-week or 15-week final system. Uh, whether you're going to make them play in consecutive days, that'd be hilarious. Imagine that. You've got a, you know, maybe a day off between, you know, so you play a game, you win, you get a day off, and then you have to play the next day. Um, that's probably the way that New South Wales Rugby would run it because they need to get inside Channel 9's time frame. Um, and that would mean that you'd end up with, you know, a month of, of solid football. Now, for everyone in in the NRL-verse, you know, everyone out there watching NRL, this would be a great final system. Maybe. Because the quality of the games would be interesting. Um, and basically, you get football every second day. Could you imagine that? You know, you get a Monday night game, a Wednesday night game, a Friday night game, a Sunday game, and then you get Tuesday night, Thursday night, and Saturday night. You know, just keep... Every second day, you got a football game to watch. How good would this system be for us? For the players, it would be a nightmare. Um, because, look, if you think about it as well, if you've finished minor premiers, you've got a month of no football, just watching other guys play. If you finish, you know, around 8th or ninth, you're going to have to watch someone for two weeks. You get one game. If, you, if you're good enough, you get two or three, or maybe you get, maybe you get a whole bunch of them. But... To win from there, you're going to have to just win a string of games. Now, I've used I've used what's been results of, of this year. So the year that I'm going to use for this one is 2004, um, which is actually quite popular. A lot of people like 2004 as a season, which is interesting. Um, because when I did suggest this, I said, what seasons would you like me to run? And almost 80% of people said 2004 is the season they want to see all these final systems run on. I decided to do them all in different years because it gets a bit boring to talk about the same year every time. So we're going to use 2004. It's interestingly in 2004, um, it only has 15 teams in it. So it's it's a misnomer saying 15 versus 16 for this. But we're just going to say, you know, the Rabbitohs get a buy in the first week. <laughs> anyway, it doesn't really matter. We, the, the general idea of it is that that's the way it would work. Um, so the Rabbitoh, sorry, we'll, we'll do it from the team who is higher ranked each time. So the first game, or basically say Rabbitohs get by, so they go through. Okay. The first game, actual official game will be the Warriors versus the Rabbitohs. Um, I don't know if anyone remembers 2004 Rabbitohs, but I mean, I know there's quite a few of you out there. There's probably a couple of Rabbitohs fans. This is probably not the season you want to talk about. Um, it's, it was a, terrible season basically um, and the Warriors weren't much better but the Warriors are going to win on this occasion so the Warriors will go through the next game the Seagulls will play the Warriors in the next game because they finished 13th and we're going to say that the Seagulls will defeat the Warriors so at the moment the best team has won or the higher ranked team has won each time the next team that comes in is the Eels the Eels will play against the Seagulls and they will win so at the moment it's just going to be you know it's every team on top of every team higher ranked than the other is just one. The next one is the Sharks versus the Eels, and 
because of the results and our randomizer or our score predictor, the Eels are going to win again, so they're going to get to play another game. So basically everyone gets, if you win, you get two games. The Sharks got one game and they're out. So the Sharks sat there for four games, or three games, sorry, um, and because I'm keying up Rabbit as well, it's not a game. Anyway, they sat there for three games, watched everyone play, came up against the Eels, didn't beat them. So... You know, I'm imagining the way this works is everyone gets to play at home. So this would be, at, you know, Shark Park, Ramondas slash Caltex, slash whatever the hell that thing's called in 2004. Um, and so the Eels will win there. Then the next team, which is team number 10, is the Knights. So the Knights will play the Eels. And we're going to say the Eels win again. The Eels are going to win again and they get to play. So they're going to get to play at least four games, which is good for them. Okay, so, yeah, Eels beat Knights, um, and then they come against the Tigers in ninth position, and the Tigers are going to beat the Eels, so their run finishes. Um, so after, you know, three impressive victories, they finally get defeated by team number nine, and then it's team number eight Raiders against team number nine Tigers. We're going to say the Tigers beat the Raiders, so it could be a Tigers run happening here. Um, and then the next team, which is the seventh base Cowboys, will then defeat the Tigers, so they only get a two-game run. Um, of victories, still pretty good, but you know means nothing in the end. Uh, then the Storm will defeat the Cowboys, which is six being set, beating seven. So now we're really into top eight teams. Um, the Dragons will then defeat the Storm, so now it's going back on form again. Number five being number six. Uh, the Panthers defeat the Dragons, which is team number four being team number five, and we get into the top four. So. We've got now team number three Broncos against team number four Panthers, and we're going to say the Panthers win again, which means that team number three gets only gets one game. That's pretty shit. You've you've spent, you know, how many games? You spent like 10, 11 games waiting, and you get one game, and then that's it. Uh, and then the Bulldogs will play the Panthers, so two plays four, and the Bulldogs will win. So we end up with a Roosters Bulldogs Grand Final in two thousand and four. And we all know the result that the Bulldogs won that game. Now the Panthers, sorry, the Panthers, the Roosters have sat there for 16, well, sorry, 15 games and just waited and waited. The Bulldogs have sat there for one less game because they had to play one more game. Um, these teams would be horribly out of form. Um, but it'll be interesting. I mean, on, on a piece of paper, it looks interesting. Uh, trying to watch this would be an absolute nightmare because you'd be like, well, um, you know, why... Why am I bothering watching any of these earlier games? Because I can just tune in near the end and it'll be fine. But if you loved NRL, if you wanted to watch teams playing, you'd love this. You'd get like a massive final series. It's just the best final series there is. Um, so there's some advantages and disadvantages. The interesting one about this is that... Uh, I'm going to show my age here. I have a, a Sega Master System game called Speedball 2, I think it is. Um... And the interesting thing is that when you play in the tournament mode, this is exactly how the finals work. So you start off playing the worst team, and to win the whole thing, you have to play every team. In, and they all get better as they go. So basically, that's the way that it works in this game. And it's probably the most frustrating game of all time too. So I can imagine how it would be for, for these players trying to play 15 games to win it. I mean, the thing is that the fact that they're even playing in a what you would call finals is ridiculous anyway. But uh, yeah, look, 2004, 15 v 16, um, we end up with the same result, but it doesn't really matter what the results are. Like I said, it's just, 
you, know, you end up with a couple of teams getting a few runs, which is nice for them, but at the end of the day, you still got team number one playing team number two. We run it for other seasons, there might be a bit of a run, like obviously, you know, 2009 they might have had a bit of a run, but then Eels are going to run into, eventually run into the Storm. Um, so, you know, like I said, minor premier is really, really um, advantaged, except for the fact that they have to play for probably four weeks, which is pretty stupid. All right, so we'll move on to the next one. Uh, the next one is what we're calling, a, a, is what's called wildcard. Um, and the season we're going to use for that is the year 2000. So the way that this works is it's the normal final system with wildcard. So you know how, well, it's not the flavor of the month any, anymore. It was the flavor of the month probably I don't know, before the last thing. It's funny, in, in NRL media, it's, um, it, it's always something that comes back. You know, so it's the draft at the moment. Usually around finals time, just before finals, it's the wild card. Um, you know, it's promotion relegation. Never really gets mentioned, but I'm sure, it, you know, it did get a bit of a go recently. Um, and then there's been, you know, all kinds of other things as well. But, I mean, we all know the, all, the, all the little tropes, but this is one of them, the wild card. Similar to what we're talking about with the 15v16 from the, the last one we were talking about then, um, Wildcard is just real, is really just rewarding teams that are fairly average and mediocre. So, you know, team finishes in 10th of 16 teams is not going to be very good. Or if they are very good, they've, you know, it's it's a fluke that they're finished in 10th. They should be finishing higher. So I kind of think this is pretty stupid. But let's go, let's have a look at the year 2000 um, and see what would happen. So team 7 is the Eels and they have to play the Tigers in 10th. And we're going to say they win. Um, and then the Sharks, who finished in position 8, are going to play the Dragons, and they win. So the whole final system just plays out the same as it did before. Uh, and, well, yeah, pretty much the same as it did before. Except what I've done, the we didn't do 1v8. We did the wild card with the current playoff. So we end up with some different results, different teams playing each other. Um, I just realised that because I'm thinking, looking at who we've awarded the premiership to and it wasn't the team who won it. So uh, it basically, we're going to end up with uh, Broncos again beaten by the Raiders, the Panthers being the Sharks, the Knights being the Roosters, and the Storm being the Eels. In 2000, the, the Eels won their first round game against the Roosters, but they're not going to beat the Storm. So that completely changes the perspective of what happens because everyone plays different teams. So we end up with Broncos being Panthers and Roosters being Storm in the next round and then in the prelims it's the knights beating the broncos and the roosters being the raiders um so completely different basically everything's completely different than it was before um and we end up with the knights roosters grand final we're going to say the knights win in 2000 which would be very interesting if they turn around and win 2001 as well but yeah the wild card in this instance had no effect the major effect was i played the finals differently so um, you know, a lot of the amount of times that Team Seven or Team Eight wins, I mean, it's not insignificant. It does happen, but Teams Nine and Ten are not going to win very often at all. Um, and if they do, they're up against it anyway because all they're doing is taking the position of a Team Seven or Eight. So they're going to have to win two games in a row to get to the same point as a Team Seven or Eight winning one game. Um, it just it just doesn't make a lot of sense. The wild card. Um, and that's probably as far as I want to take the wild card. I don't want to talk about that anymore. 
Okay, so the next final system is possibly the weirdest final system that the NRL or the... Well, it's not the NRL. Uh, the ARL or New South Wales Rugby League has, has run. And it's the 1997 ARL um, final system. Um, kind of makes some sense. It sort of has its origins from the top five. Uh, but basically they just went... It's kind of like top five, but it's had two extra teams. Didn't think about what happens when certain teams play each other. Um, didn't think about what was what was going to happen if teams had to play, you know, dead rubbers like it did happen. Um, in the 1997 season, Manly played uh, Newcastle and the reward for winning was playing a prelim against one team and the, and the discouragement for losing was playing the other prelim. So realistically, it didn't really matter who won or lost because they ended up playing each other in the grand final anyway. Um, I mean, we'll see if that happens again. Uh, and we'll use 2011 as our season to do that. So 2011, uh, in the first game, we're going to have the Warriors being beaten by the Cowboys, which is interesting because in that same game that happened, the 6v7 game in 1997, the team finishing 7th won as well. That was the Gold Coast beating Illawarra. Um, but, yeah, basically... Um, we got it happen again, so I don't know if it's top seven, seventh team gets a bit of an advantage, but yeah, that's what's going to happen. Um, in the next game, the Tigers will beat the Dragons, so that's team number four being team number five. Uh, that means that in the last game, you've got the Broncos against the Seagulls, and the Broncos are going to win that game uh, by a field goal. I've put it down here, 23-22 uh, being the Seagulls. Uh, that means that team three beats team number two. Now, in the next round, the Tigers play the Cowboys, so that's fourth playing seventh, um, and the Tigers are going to are going to win that one. Uh, the Dragons are going to beat the Seagulls, so the Seagulls will finish second, lose two games, and get knocked out. Um, and then the last game, which is the game that makes not a lot of sense, uh, but it does a little bit because two v three, team three won this time, so. You end up with Team 1 versus Team 3, Storm versus Broncos. So the Storm will beat the Broncos. Uh, so that means that the Storm have the right to play the Tigers, who are lower ranked, um, whereas the Broncos have to play the Dragons, who are higher ranked. And it doesn't make a difference because they, they both win. And so we end up with the same thing that happened in 1997, where the teams that play in Week 2 of the Finals in that game play in the Grand Final. And the Storm will win, and they win 2011, which they didn't win before, but yep, basically in this instance, because Manly got knocked out, uh, they had to play Broncos and they had to play Dragons, and based on the previous results and my new spreadsheet that I've been using, which is the score predictor, we end up knocking them out, so we end up with the Storm winning that grand final. Like I said, 1997's top seven system was terrible, um, should never be done again, but you know that's what you end up with. The next one is what we call the club call. It's a still it's a top eight system. Um, it is the system that the English Super League used from two thousand nine to two thousand eleven. Uh, it's very much similar to a top eight. Basically, you've got team one playing team four, like we always like the current system. So everyone plays those same sort of teams, um, and then what happens is there is what they call the club call. So the teams who get the teams who get through 
into the second week and get to the third week, um, there's a choice made by the by the premiers or by the team that's highest ranked of which team they want to play, and then the other team the other two play against each other. So it's pretty much the same thing except if you are the if you are the highest ranked team, you get a choice of your opponent. Um, I don't know how well it worked in the English Super League. I don't think it really made much difference. Pretty much everyone chose the team that was lower ranked. I think I I didn't look over it completely, but um, you know it's not. I think it's a pretty silly system. But uh, let's just see what happens. Our our, our um our, sorry our season for this that we're going to go through is two thousand and one. So it's going to change the results anyway because we're going to end up with the one v four rather than one v eight McIntyre system one. Um, but we have that little wrinkle in it there where um, we get someone gets to choose the team they're going to play against. Okay, so in the first round, the Eels beat the Sharks, the Bulldogs beat the Knights, the Broncos beat the Warriors, and the Roosters beat the Dragons. So that means that uh, Sharks, Knights, Broncos, Roosters are the teams that have to play each other. Uh, so the Knights will beat the Roosters and the Sharks will beat the Broncos. So the Eels get the choice. They can either choose to play the Knights or they can choose to play the Sharks. So, seeing as they beat the Sharks in the first round, they're going to they're going to choose the Sharks. Um, and I'm Paramount supporter, so I can be them. So that's exactly what they would do. And any logical person would choose the team that they'd already beaten over a team that they're not sure if they can beat, even if they've you know higher ranked them anyway. So that means the Eels will play the Sharks and the Bulldogs will play the Knights. So the Eels will win, but on this occasion the Knights will beat the Bulldogs because now the Knights are getting a bit of momentum and the Knights will beat the Eels in the grand final while Captain Thurston won, so no change at all. Basically just the way that who played who, uh, but we end up with the same result. But realistically, if, if it had gone the other way and the Eels had decided to choose the Knights, I don't know if they beat them in the prelim, they probably lose which means we probably end up with a Knights-Bulldogs grand final Knights win it anyway. Um, it does give that little bit of different jeopardy, but like I said, the team finishing highest is always going to choose the lowest ranked team unless this, by some weird coincidence, they've lost to them before um, and they think, oh, look, you know, maybe we'll try and avoid them. Maybe that's what the, the Eels do here. Oh, we don't want to play the Knights because we've been beaten by them. But in the end, if they if they win their other game, you have to play them in the grand final anyway. So it doesn't really make a difference. Okay, so next system is what I've dubbed 3v8. Um, and the basic idea of that is that teams 1 and 2 get a buy into the second week. So uh, the season that we're going to do this example will be 2002. So that's the Warriors and the Knights in 2002. They get the first week off. Um, the way it then works is team number three Broncos plays team number eight the Roosters, uh, the Raiders. Uh, then the Roosters as team four play the Dragons as team seven, and the Sharks team five plays the Eels team six. Uh, so the winners of those three will be the Broncos, the Roosters, and the and the Eels. Uh, the Eels win in a, a nail bite of 22-20, which is good for them. Um, and then in the second week, the Warriors who are team number one play the Sharks as the losers um, of the 5v6 game. Uh, basically, the way it works is the two teams that are lowest rates get knocked out. Um, and then the next game is the Knights versus the Eels, so the Knights will defeat the Eels. Uh, and then the Roosters will play the Broncos, uh, and the Roosters will beat them. So that means that the 
like the preliminary final, the game before uh, the grand final is the Knights, who who are the second highest ranked team, um, against the Roosters, who are the third highest ranked team, and the highest ranked team, the Warriors, will have the week off. Uh, so the Roosters beat the the Knights, and they get to the grand final, and then the grand final is the Warriors versus the Roosters, which is the same grand final we had in two thousand two, and same result. So the real I suppose the advantage of this system is team one and two get a week off. Um, they they don't have to play in the first week at all. The disadvantage is that um, basically we, in week two, if the Knights had lost, um, they would have been what, the team eliminated because it's basically um, you know the top the the three winners get that. So the Knights get not a lot of advantage in the second week. Um, same with the Warriors, they don't get a lot of advantage. So it's it's probably not the best system to have um, in terms of giving like teams one or two a massive advantage, apart from the fact they have to play as many games. So it's it's probably not the the best way of going about it, but um, you know it's it's another option that people have put forward before. Uh, so I mean, no real difference. You're still going to have eight teams in the finals, so there's no difference to anyone else. It's still same teams getting in there, um, and you know, like a team springing an upset is going to have a lot more advantage than what they do uh, at the moment. Okay, so the next system is the English Super League Super 8s. Um, we don't, we've never used it over here in Australia, but obviously in England they used it for, I think it was about three years, I think the Super 8s worked for. Um, the general idea of the Super 8s is you play your whole season out, the top eight teams then play another uh, round, so they play another seven games. Um, it works, or did you know, some people debate where it worked in the English Super League, but the reason why it worked in the English Super League was the way that they structured the system. Is they had two competitions of 12. Uh, the top eight from the top competition of the Super League would play each other in this round robin. Then the top, the bottom four of the Super League, the top four of their next level down championship would play each other in like a promotion playoff, if you wanted to call it that. Um, and then the other eight would play in bunch of games that I suppose unless you were a fan of one of those teams was pretty meaningless so um, it doesn't work as well in in Australia I don't think because you're gonna have the whole competition and then you have another seven weeks of well not seven you have seven plus the other two for the finals so you have nine weeks of finals uh, the other eight teams are just having a very early season um, I think it, it obviously have to shorten the season to make this work but let's just presume that the bottom eight also play in some kind of bottom eight bottom eights for a shield or something just to see I don't know see who is the ninth best team uh, in the NRL which makes no sense so I don't I don't particularly want to go through all the results for this season but I maybe I think I'll probably have to actually to make it make sense um, the season that we're going to choose for or the season that's chosen for the Super 8s is 2005 which is a very interesting one um, the eight teams in the who are going to play off against each other are the Eels, Dragons, Broncos, Tigers, Cowboys, Storm, Sharks, and Seagulls. Uh, that's the order they finished in in 2005. So, basically, what happens is the teams bring their for and against, and they bring their points from the season with them. So, Eels and Dragons are 36, Broncos 34, Tigers, Cowboys have 32, Storm 30, Sharks and Seagulls have 28. So, as they play, they'll accumulate more points. And then when they get to the end, it'll be the four teams with the highest points, um, like combined with 
the points from the season combined with these points. Um, and if there's any draw, then it's for and against gets used. And then basically it's 1v4, 2v3, and, and the winner's playing the grand final. Okay, so I've, ba I've sort of tried to randomise where they play each other. I mean, it's I don't know how it worked out, how they worked out the order of who played who. Um, and I'm, I'm not sort of talking about whether teams are home or away because I've just I've just sort of put them in this order. Um, so just presume that half the teams are playing at home and away and whatever, which I don't know how it works with seven games. So obviously the top four probably get four home games and the bottom four get three. Okay, so in the first week of the eights, uh, we've got we've got victories for the Eels, Tigers, Cowboys, and Seagulls over Dragons, Broncos. Sorry. Uh, eels, Tigers, Storm, and Sharks over Dragons, Cowboys, Dragons, Tigers, Cowboys, and Seagulls. Sorry, I'm just trying to read this at the same time. Um, I, I might just duck through. So I've I've done the results. The I might just highlight some interesting ones. So the Storm beat the Cowboys 21-20 in 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 a game uh, based on their predictor. Uh, the the Storm then win again against the Broncos 26-18. Uh, so the Storm go on a run at the start here. Uh, Dragons get a narrow victory over the Sharks, 22-18, which is interesting. Um, and that some of these games end up being a little bit more, like the Broncos being the Seagulls in the third round, 32-22. Um, there's no real thrashings. The way this predictor works, it really doesn't give up too many thrashings, apart from in round one, the Sharks-Seagulls win 42-14 is, is a pretty significant one. Um, we'll go through the... Basically... Um, what ends up happening is there's there's a couple of interesting ones probably by about round five we're looking at a uh, sharks being the cowboys 27 26 and then the next round the sharks beat the broncos 17 16 so they get two wins by field goal in a row um when it gets to the end of the of these um of this what would you call it the the super eights the super eight qualifiers i suppose they could be called um, the team that makes the biggest rise is the Storm. Um, they jump up into the fourth position. Uh, the Eels retain top's position. They end up winning they win week one, week two, week three, week four, week five, week six, week seven. They, they win every single one of their games. So they win all seven. Uh, the Dragons don't do too well. They end, end, end up winning another four games. Uh, the Tigers win five games. The Storm win four it's really the fact that the other teams don't win as many. So the Broncos only win two games, uh, the Sharks win four, and the Cowboys and Seagulls just win a game. So the Storm, who were sitting in that sixth position, they jump up above uh, the Cowboys, and they jump, and the Tigers jump up one, and the Broncos end up falling out. So interestingly, Storm and Broncos end up with the same points, uh, but the points difference that the Storm have they actually start their points difference higher than the Broncos do um, they got a 178 and the Broncos have got a 113 so I'm not sure now, that sometimes happens you know sometimes teams higher in the table don't win by bigger margins than teams at the lower end um, and yeah basically we end up with a top four where the Eels have to play the Storm and the Tigers have to play the Dragons um, even though we know you know the Eels don't haven't beaten the Storm in a finals game uh, the predictor gives it to them 22-18, so a nice narrow victory. Uh, in the other game, it gives it to the Tigers 30-18, uh, to 18, which, you know, in reality, the Tigers did win in the prelim against the Dragons, so that makes sense. <coughs> so that gives us an Eels-Tigers grand final. 
um, and it gives Anil's a narrow win, a 26-22 win in the grand final. So interesting to um, to see, you know, the fact that they, the fact that they're um, it gives it to them is in, is interesting, I suppose. But realistically, looking at Super Eights, it's not something that anyone would really want to do in Australia. Um, I mean, in this in this instance, the minor premiers go through and win it. Uh, the minor premiers and the teams at the top have got a huge advantage. I mean, the teams like the Seagulls and the Sharks, they're starting off, you know, behind fourth position. They're, they're two wins out, and they're four and against. Both of them have got negative four and against. So for them to actually make it in into that top four, or either of them to make it, is, is a pretty tough ask. They have to win quite a lot of games against, you know, top eight opponents. I suppose in a way it makes the last section of the season a bit more exciting. Um, obviously, you know, teams playing each other in the top of the table are going to be be more entertaining games you'd imagine they're obviously higher quality games um but it really just leaves it with well what do you do with the other you know the other teams um interestingly 2005 is a season with 15 teams in it so i don't know what they do they have to they have a buy or something that they keep playing with this system but yeah it's it's not a system that i think anyone would really want to do but interesting to see you know what kind of would, what may happen actually if you did that i think in a couple of different seasons it 2005 is an interesting one because the eels were, you know, the eels and dragons were just quite good until until pretty much that last, well, yeah, pretty much that last weekend that that preliminary final it looked like it was going to be eels dragons the whole way. Um, you know, the tigers were playing pretty well, but kind of under the radar, no one really noticed them, and it really just took you know their victory over the dragons, you know, to sort of catapult them, and then you know the eels completely bottling them against the cowboys, um, you know. It, I don't know. As an Eels fan, I still think if we beat the Cowboys that day, if they played to the potential, they they would have won the whole thing. But you know, who's to say? Who's to say they wouldn't have lost to the Tigers anyway? Um, but in this system, it makes it a lot harder for a team for teams to get going because these teams are just playing you know almost regular season games. Um, if they're dominating in the regular season, they're going to dominate in these these Super Eights, and then real and then it's just like a straight knockout. So. I mean, it could end up the same way. The Eels could have played the Storm and got knocked out. Um, and if the Storm hadn't been there for the Cowboys, it would have been the same, pretty much the same finals. Um, so, yeah. All right. Uh, probably the best thing to do is to move on to our number nine. So we've gone through eight already. Um, our last one is a top six system. So it's kind of like a bit of a hybrid. Uh, we're not going to, we're not going right down to top five, but we're not having eight. So if you have six, that's, that's still the top teams. I mean, if you look at, I mean, look at this season that we just had, 2021. Um, the top six were far and away better than anyone else. Um, you know, I mean, I know Newcastle gave a pretty good account of themselves in the in that final against Parramatta, but realistically, for the rest of the season, it was it was the top six that were the the dominant teams. Um, this this top six system is actually something that I I sort of came up with. Um, it's it's a little bit, it's kind of a bit of a hybrid with the Super 8s because what happens is you have the top six teams go into the finals and then they play two weeks of finals. No, like there's no elimination after the first week. They play a cumulative two weeks of finals and then based on that cumulative two weeks of finals, it then gives you a top four, which is the prelim, and then it gives you your final. So you end up with four games in the first, no, sorry, three games in the first week, three games in the second week two in the third week and one in the last week, which is the same amount of games you have now, except it's not 4-2-2 two, two, 
one it's three three two one um which you know that means that you've got the same number and everything like that um i'm not putting this on here just to spruik it i just wanted to just explain where it's come from uh the season that we're going to use for this is going to be the 2017 season it's it's told me um and the way that it works is team number one which is the storm play team number six which is the seagulls and then team number two the roosters play team number five the sharks and team three broncos play team four eels so that's the first week so in the first week it's given a 30 to 10 victory for the storm of the seagulls it's given a 30 to 14 victory for the sharks of the roosters and it's given a 36 22 win for the eels over the broncos so those two teams well those three teams bank those wins um, then the next um, the next one is the Roosters, who finished in second, played the Eels, who finished in fourth. And the Broncos, who finished in third, played the Seagulls, who finished in sixth. And the Storm, who finished first, played the Sharks, who finished fifth. So basically what happens is the team finishing first plays six and five. The team finishing second plays five and four. Uh, and the team finishing third plays four and six. So it's, you still got the top team playing, like the top three playing the bottom three. You've just got two permutations. The team who's number one gets the, gets the better of it. The team who's the second gets the second best of it. Um, and the team that's third gets the third best of it. It's basically how it's supposed to work. Um, I mean, there's obviously permutations. It's not exactly the way that works, but uh, it means that they they have the advantage now the other thing that gives them the advantage is when a team starts what, what they what we do is we give a 0.6 of a point i mean we could change the points this doesn't really matter but you have 0.6 of a point for the storm for being minor premiers the roosters get 0.5 the broncos get 0.4 the eels get 0.3 sharks get 0.2 and the seagulls get 0.1 basically what that does is that it doesn't make a difference for games it just it resolves um, equal points so if teams finish on equal points so basically if you get one win as the storm you are going to have 1.6 but the roosters getting one win gets 1.5 so they have the advantage of being minor premiers but the same amount of wins they end up the same so so basically what you need to do as minor premier is you just have to win a game because if you don't win any games the other teams will get two points something and all get sometimes get one and one and get two okay so we'll go through the system so basically we've got like we said with the storm sharks and eels in the second round uh, the roosters beat the eels 32 16 the broncos beat the seagulls 26 16 and the sharks beat the storm 16 10. now this is just the way we've run it so we'll just see how it works out but basically because of that the storm have won one game so they were 1.6 the Roosters have won one game, they're 1.5. Broncos have won one, they're 1.4. Eels have won one, they're 1.3. The Sharks won two, they're 2.2. And the Seagulls didn't win any games, so they're 0.1. So then what we do is we take the top four ranked teams. So you, all you're trying to do is, is not finish in the bottom four. So basically as the Storm, you have to either win a game, or if you don't win a game, you have to hope that at least two of the other teams don't win a game underneath you. Uh, which is possible. So if you if they'd lost to the Seagulls, um, it, they would have to have had the Roosters lose both their games, or the Broncos. Like basically, everyone won one, lost one, apart from the Sharks who got two and the Seagulls got none. So if 
if the Seagulls had beaten the Storm, the Storm would have got eliminated, but that would have meant that they'd lost two games, So, which I think is fair enough. Like, If you go into the finals and lose two games, it's fair enough that you get eliminated. If you win one game, I, there's, I, there's no way that they can win one and still be eliminated because they have to either beat Seagulls or Sharks, so neither of them can jump up into the four because they're only going to have one win. Um, so basically they just have to win one of their games and they're in. But their position will change, obviously, because they'll be... If the other teams win, you know, they can't all win two games, but if the other, two of the other two win, then they can finish in third. So realistically, they can't finish any higher than that. Um, and that's just the way that's going to work. So if we run this through the conclusion, the Sharks play the Broncos because the Sharks are the highest ranked, the Broncos are the lowest ranked, and the Storm will play the Roosters because the Storm were the second ranked and the Roosters were the third. So the Storm defeat the Roosters 26-22 and the Broncos defeat the Sharks 28-14, which means we end up with a Broncos-Storm grand final and we're saying the Storm win 22-10. Um, everything there makes sense. The only thing that's a bit different is the fact the Sharks got the victory over the Storm. Um, you know, it's not, it's not impossible that would have happened and basically the way that it worked is because the Storm did have a problem being the Sharks. Obviously, you know, the grand final the year before, Sharks got the result. And they were quite good against them in 2017 as well, so it does make sense. But, you know, like like I said, we do some tinkering in this one. If the Sharks had lost and the Storm had won, then that means the Eels stay into it. it means the Storm play the Eels, which they're probably going to defeat them. That, that was a game that happened. And the Roosters play the Broncos, and, you know, they end up with a Storm-Roosters uh, grand final like we had. So, you know, like things, things can change. It doesn't... Um, it, it's it doesn't really matter it's, it's not really matter what year we do I'm not really saying we declare you know that 2017 because of this system would have happened but um yeah basically the way that this system is supposed to work is it's supposed to reward team number one more that rewards anyone else but it gives everyone a second chance so um if you are teams five or six you've really got to win both games um, or you've got to hope someone doesn't win both doesn't win any of the game doesn't win any game at all above you um and like team six really got to win both games if they win like i said they win one they've got to hope that team four or team or team four five or three five or three four both lose um it's not possible for three four because they're playing each other so you really got to hope that teams one or two just blow everyone away um which you know if that does happen then you're in with a chance but then you've got to you got to beat that team so it's it's like a very steep cliff to get up if you're team five or six if you're team four you've got to t take care of your own business you've got it's quite hard for team four um but then again team five and six have to beat the same teams that team four have to beat um three is in a reasonably good position and then two and one are almost it's almost impossible for them to not make it unless they lose both games um so yeah it it's it's makes good sense to do it that way but it also means that teams in this, like in this situation, it's Panthers and Cowboys. Team 7 and 8 don't get a chance. Um, if we change the season to another season, then, the, like I said, there's some teams that came 7th or 8th that have been, that have made significant differences to finals. Obviously, we talked about 2009 Eels. <clears throat> We've talked about, you know, the, the Dragons in another instance, but the Cowboys in 2017. You know, that's a very good example for this exact season. So, you know, the Cowboys who won their first game against the Sharks... 
and then defeat the Eels, and then defeat the Roosters, made it well, or made their way all the grand final. They can't even make these finals because they're not there. So, you know, there's there's obviously instances where Team 7 or 8 win in the first week, or at least win, you know, or win first week and maybe even win second week. Um, and none of that would happen with this system. So, but then, realistically, Team 7 and 8 never really won a grand final. So, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter if they're there or not. Um, yeah, that's basically what happens. All right, so that's the nine systems that I've... I've had a look at. Um, there are probably a hundred of these. There are so many others, um, but the, I didn't want to sort of keep going too much. I just want to give you a general idea of of these ones and and just the fact that you know just a small change in. I mean, it is a large change changing a final system, but just variations in final systems can make a big difference to a season. Um, you know, we think about these think about these runs that teams will go on at the end of seasons and. You know, teams winning grand finals that, or teams, even teams making grand finals that wouldn't even be there if the final system was different. So, you know, we did have that. We did have our um, top eight system that we've got at the moment, pretty much from 1996 onwards. Um, 1995 was similar, but didn't have the crossover. So from 96, and then obviously Super League happens final systems go out the window and then we end up with the McIntyre system as that it's called which is the 1v8 and we have that right through until 2011 12 I think, I think it's 2011 um, and then the change that happens makes a big difference so when I'm like like we were doing with that system we we're talking about Argus if I'd run Argus with 1v8 as it had gone through then it would be different again but you can't really because the 1v8 system had this rankings a bit similar to what top the top eight i just talked about then had so yeah, there's always a different way of dealing with these um, a different way of doing your finals like i said there's a lot of other ways of doing it um, but i think everyone would agree that the 15 v 16 is obviously the best way of doing it um, you know we really want to see team 15 and 16 try and make a run over every second day you have an NRL game for a whole month um, i would i would applaud any any um, competition that ran their finals that way, um, but I'd hate to be in it because it'd be the worst thing, absolute worst thing ever. Anyway. anyway, all good. All right. Well, thank you very much for listening. I hope that you've enjoyed uh, me rambling on for about an hour about final systems. Uh, it's something that I enjoy talking about, and I hope it's something that you guys will enjoy talking about. So, look, if you've got a another final system that you think would work better for the NRL, or you just want to have a chat about it, feel free to reach out to me, uh, hypotheticrl at gmail.com or probably better on Twitter at hypotheticrl. Um, if you, if you, maybe we can get a bit of a chat going and we can decide what the NRL should be doing finals-wise. But um, look, as it goes, I think the final system is okay at the moment. I just wish the Eels would stop running into the storm every time. Um, okay, well, I'll let you guys go and I will be back probably next week with an episode and then I do have something coming up in December which I will need you guys to get on board with so hopefully everyone is is ready to click on a link and do some voting for me um, it's um, something that I hope everyone's excited about once you hear about it because obviously this episode comes out and then you hear about it next week but um, anyway thanks guys and I will talk to you later